I want you to kind of do a valley girl accent if at all possible, but <laughs> I don't know how that's gonna go. I just mostly for my own enjoyment, I think. <laughs> well, you run and you run to get like up to the sun, but it's totally sinking. <laughs> Welcome to Sink Floyd. I wasn't that happy with that. <laughs> Welcome to Sink Floyd, the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name is Gareth Blackler. Oh, my name is James Barron. <laughs> there was just an aw- a pregnant pause there. Goodness me. <laughs> Sorry, I always keep you guessing. Am I going to le- introduce you or let you introduce yourself? Yeah, man, that keeps me on my toes, which is just as well. Because yeah. I, I'd like, I am falling asleep at the start of the show, which is boding well. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Yes, um, we're ready for Clueless this week's episode. Yes, movie, we watched movie of 1995. Yeah. Clueless. It is. What were you like, about to say about 1995? Clueless. I was just saying that it is. It's a 90s feeling film, but um, 90s slash 80s, I would suppose. Mm. Uh, but I feel like by 1995, people weren't like this, maybe? It's strange, because it appears to be like a parody of itself in a lot of ways. Or a... Yeah, I think that's intentional. Yeah. I think it's an intentional satire. It's definitely but... a com- like a funny movie, like taking the piss out of itself all the time, and, and all the characters in it, but like... Yeah. It's, yeah, it, I just don't know where it really places itself. Like, is it is it a 90s movie? Is it not? I don't remember. It was so long ago, Gareth. Had you seen this before? Yes, I have seen it before. I saw it uh, on TV2. Uh, it's like a primetime uh, movie slot one like many years ago. Remember, Was it a Colgate? It was definitely a Colgate Saturday night feature. It probably right? was when I was watching it, yes. Yeah, I feel like it played a lot. I have definitely grew up with this film. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely like, seen maybe a slightly edited version without like the sexual references. Maybe to say. I've I've definitely seen the VHS <laughs> in yeah. various people's homes. So oh uh, yeah, that makes go. it a nineties film. Yeah, right. Prolific VHS ownership. Yeah, I feel like the the last VHS I can remember seeing was the uh, like it must have been late nineties Godzilla. When they made oh, that, yeah. I, I just have yeah. very specific memories of seeing that VHS around. <laughs> not a good it's movie. It's such a VHS. Like, I'm surprised it even played in cinema, not just immediately went to VHS. Because, like, even down to that green and black cover, which I feel like mm. every VHS I can think of faded so badly that only the greens were left anyway. <laughs> oh no! So like, Godzilla was ready, just unreadable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They were they were uh, ready to be sun bleached like so many of their kin in the VHS yeah. rack. Goodness me! Uh, uh, there's a on... VHS store in Christchurch, New Zealand. In yeah, Wellington. there is. And I want to go. Pretty cool. Oh, what about Clueless though? Thoughts on Clueless, <laughs> Gareth? Oh my gosh! D- didn't so, have yeah, a good growing segue. up with Clueless and believing that's what high school will be is yeah was very interesting, and then. I completely missed until this watch the kind of message of Clueless that Cher herself mm. believes in this like fake idea of high school and fake idea of people and doesn't like see their true depth. 
Right. Um, doesn't see them like she sees them for how she thinks they need they need to be to fit into her like world. Mm. And then she doesn't realize that they go way deeper. And that's something I completely missed. And then I got to high school and it was nothing like Clueless and I had to learn it myself. I could have saved myself oh. so much time. Just by reevaluating Clueless. Yeah, just by paying oh. attention. Bugger. Oh, I feel well. like... <laughs> got, it's a lesson that we all have to learn, you know. Yeah. Man, I do hit. feel like maybe Clueless, because it is a bit racy in some scenes... Mm. Um, maybe my parents sent me to bed when it was on, or maybe just because oh, it was no. a, on TV and there were ads, it stretched itself out beyond its like hour and a half runtime. And so the last part where she learns the lessons, maybe I was in bed for and didn't actually get to see. Yeah, man. It's a journey watching like a, a full hour and a half length movie on TV. That's that, that takes the, yeah. every movie becomes Lord of the Rings length when you're bumping <laughs> yeah. in these ad breaks constantly, you know, it's a mission. Yeah, even on like Christmas Day when they're not allowed to show ad breaks, they still will take the ad break and just show you like the ads that are allowed, which is an yeah. ad for another movie that's coming up. Deeply frustrating. And it still that. breaks it, yeah. Yeah, it's like, remember you're still watching this on a TV. Here's all the, yeah. we're, here's what's coming up next on TV. We're still here. Don't forget <laughs> where you're watching this. It would, it would be like if Netflix, every like, between every episode of a TV show you were on, was like played a trailer for a different episode of a different show like that would be extremely frustrating i feel like people wouldn't go to netflix anymore i did. think netflix kind of do that like every movie the end credits end like really quickly and it just shows you a trailer for something else like netflix is pretty much there in that regard that's true. I feel like it would be more egregious if it was between TV episodes, though. Like, it, yeah, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm fine with it at the end of a movie when I'm coming down from that. It'd be like, yeah, that's more comparable to, like, trailers at the movie theatre, which I'm more on board with, you know? Yes, I love a trailer. Yeah. At a movie theatre. So, you Although know. I do think every trailer then needs to have the main character stop at the very end of the trailer, <laughs> look directly down the camera and go what do you think about this movie? And then sit silently for like five seconds so you can lean over to your friend and be like, looks pretty good. Oh, yeah. I don't know about this one. Liam Neeson doing the Taken again. Still still getting Taken. (laughs) This time he's Taken. He's Taken. Again. Yeah. I think that actually happened in Taken 2, right? (laughs) I think it does. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) Oh, well. He was the Taken He's in a new one that's like set in a very Breaking Bad, like uh, New Mexico kind of locale. And I was so proud when I leant over to Maddie in the cinema and was like, more like Taken Bad. Oh, yeah. And she didn't get it. (laughs) Oh. Because I guess she didn't immediately think Breaking Bad. She probably thought like Westerns or something. I don't know. Or the drug wasn't good. She probably just doesn't live inside your head. Like, (laughs) didn't have that extra context that you'd been thinking about while watching that trailer. Yeah, it's hard, Mate. eh? That's the best thing about a podcast is you kind of, you get to live inside our heads. Exactly. This is what we think about instead of thinking yeah. about Clueless. Um, <laughs> oh my what is your relationship with Clueless? Yeah, just... You have seen it, you like it. Yeah, I just saw it on, on TV that one time, I remember, and, yeah. and thoroughly enjoyed it. It's it's a good movie. I feel like this movie is... So good. Um, I get very similar vibes to Mean Girls, in this mm. movie i feel like it's a mean girls where regina george is the main character um like the the like massively popular girl is the star and written from her perspective but 
like it doesn't have yeah. that same it's not going for the same kind of lesson as mean girls but it's, it's similar kind of vibe except made about 10 years beforehand you know yeah i think if let's say every generation gets one of these movies yeah like this is there was clueless then there was mean girls and then i don't know maybe book smart or eighth grade yeah i'd say that the next generation fairly similar yeah yeah on that same level these yeah i feel like because of these are coming out every 10 15 years we did we have one for our high school experience is there a movie is there a oh, movie man. a high school movie that syncs up with your high school experience oh gosh i have no idea i don't think yeah. so oh man i'd have to i'd have to think long and hard about my my <laughs> high school experience and what best reflects that oh my yeah. god a dangerous I don't, I don't game. think there's been a movie where a guy plays a Nintendo 64 emulator and reads Wikipedia like my high school days were. Yeah, man. I can't wait for that to come out eventually, though, when it does, <laughs> you know? Yeah. The Blacklist story. I love it. Although, have you seen the TV show Pen15? No. So Pen15 is set in is this uh, it's a, middle school. a high school trick, the Pen15 club? Oh, the pen, did you ever get done by the Pen15 club? Of course I did. I'm pretty sure everybody <sighs> did. Yeah, if you don't know it, um, you're part of a club, right? There's you write this pen sweet on your club. hand, and you're the fifteenth member. Yeah, <laughs> write that on your hand too. Yeah, man, we're yeah, all part we of gotcha. this really cool pen club, and yeah. you'll be the fifteenth member. Classic, <laughs> classic japery on the on the schoolyard. Ah, uh, yes. Goodness me. <sighs> anyway, you were saying? Um, it's set. Uh, in like the very early 2000s so it's very close to our time-wise our high school experience mm. but then it's very specific to their lives it's actually i don't know why i'm going deep into it, just a sincere plug of a good show okay but it's very good despite like it'll put you off the idea because the two every character is played by a kid except for the two leads who are played by the actresses in their 30s oh yeah yeah, Honestly, but it's so creepy and realistic how well they do it. It's so okay. good. <sighs> That's worrying. Honestly, I kind of got, <laughs> got that vibe watching this. I felt like a lot of these actors what? were a lot older than they were saying, well, that they were, their characters were, you know? Yeah. It just kind of got a weird vibe, especially watching all of them sitting in the school desks, you know? <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is just a bunch of adults just chilling in, <laughs> in all these chairs, you know? felt really well, especially weird they're supposed to be 15 right yeah 15 16 and it's like nah don't buy it yeah oh well yeah i think that's that's just classic like high school casting now i think they're getting better at it but like even especially the 90s the 90s were rampant of like late 20s playing a teenager yeah oh well do you reckon you could do it pull off being a teenager fuck no either in acting not. or spying I get not, it. Not at all. At university, I got away. I managed to pass for like 24 at the time. Yeah. Like in comparison to my own age now, 28, turning 29 at the end of this week. Shout outs to me. Um, Woo. I know. But um, I yeah, like lots of five years younger, I can maybe do. But like, yeah. I, but that was like many years out of high school at that stage, you know, like, I don't yeah. think, I don't think if I was like fresh out of high school, like if I was like 21, I don't think I could pass as like 17, 16. No way. Yeah. Not a chance. Yeah. Like, and shout out to all our listeners who are 15, 16, but you look like a child. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
You're so youthful, so full of promise. Yeah. <laughs> what is this I show? I mean, we're just bitter old men. <laughs> <laughs> we're becoming we're that more... which we hate, Gareth. Yeah. Oh, no. Do you think it's all the, like, dad rock we've been listening to for the show? Highly likely. Ugh. I'm very well, much enjoying of... that the start of every episode now is just, like, a brief psychoanalysis of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Very important well, to the listeners. Just a check-in <laughs> on the mental health of the podcast hosts. Very important. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Clueless and how it's synced yes. with Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, here we go. Uh, Speak to this me. This movie starts at 100. Yes. Like, the very quick montage of her, like, epic teenage life. Yeah. Which is very scary to just hear, like gentle heartbeats and machinery over pretty awful yeah yeah we would be hearing kids in america which i think is a great song by the way yes um, it's in the digimon movie hell yeah <laughs> i think actually a lot of the music in clueless is in the digimon movie <laughs> <laughs> wow i'm pretty sure the mighty and mighty boss tones are in both can we sync the clueless soundtrack with the digimon movie oh. is that possible hopefully any chance think... to watch the digimon movie again i'll uh, be hyped. digimon movie well, Digimon movie was probably my last VHS, actually. Oh, wow. Nice. Good choice. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, this, like, frequent, like, it's it's very jarring just seeing these, like, kids dancing around at the mall and stuff. Um, yeah. I do like the, the movie comments on it being like, no, this isn't, like, a Clearasil commercial. <laughs> this is, in yeah. fact, my life, the main character. Uh, Cher is here. Yes. Great. I love, I love the bit about her and her friend being named after... <laughs> X, X singers that are now on infomercials, I think, is yes. just a solid line. A lot of good one-liners in this movie. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's so, like, the benefit of subtitles as well is you catch these one-liners. You catch shit. the interesting turns of phrase. It's like, Audi, I never realized was, like, the car. I thought they were saying, like, Audi. Same. I always thought as Audi as well. Yeah. But, yeah, Audi makes more sense. So, there we yeah. go. It shows how cool we were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but yes, it's like we jump straight from that um, frenzied sequence of shots of at, at the mall having a good time, a brief commercial, into um, the computerized wardrobe, which I think you mentioned in the yes. intro to this movie last week. But um, yeah, love this. Running on like early Mac, <laughs> yeah, like putting together a wardrobe, obviously the height of technology at the time. Great stuff. Yeah, well, it wouldn't have existed in real life. Right? Hell no. A Mac barely existed at this time. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure. They're probably like, what on earth is this desktop computer that we are seeing? <laughs> Madness. Uh, anyway. But, like, she never comes back to use this machine as well. She's later, like, choosing clothes yeah. like a human does. Yeah, she's got this amazing system lined out. And then later on, yeah. she's just got all of her clothes all over the floor. Like a typical, yeah. typical teenage girl does. Trying to figure out her outfit that way. By seeing it all, like, mind palace style <laughs> around her. Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> having the system completely under underutilized, I'm sure her father is furious, Gareth. Yeah. Oh Do you think God. maybe they added this shot in quite late to the movie? Like, maybe it wasn't in the script or something? Maybe. I love it. Yeah. I'm glad it's, it's here. It's awesome. It sets the world so well. Yeah, it's, it's very fun. Very, very yeah. fun little bit there. There's, there's a bunch of stuff like this, actually, just to show her, like, complete opulence and, like, yes. uh, lack of understanding about 
how how well off she is and how small her problems are. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, anyway, we, yeah, we meet Cher. We do get the scream of Pink Floyd while um, when the machine says, this will be a bad outfit. Oh, no. Shattered. That will be a bad outfit. Ah! Yeah. Don't want it. Uh, yeah, we get... Uh, she is talking to her dad off on her way to school, trying to get him to drink some juice, which I really enjoy. <laughs> yeah. She like... Because look- juice isn't that healthy. <laughs> no, not at all. But she's like trying to look out for her dad. Her whole deal, yeah. she as a character, is that she like tries to micromanage basically everyone around her to yes. bet her to not only improve their life, but improve her life. So... Yeah. And if she's keeping her dad happy and healthy, then she gets to buy more cool stuff, you know? So, there you go. Uh, that's my insipid <laughs> take on their loving father-daughter relationship. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, yes, he's just... Briefly, uh, he says that Josh, her ex-stepbrother, is coming around to dinner that night. They have a really interesting relationship about this. Like, so Josh is the son of... Her dad's ex. Yeah. It's it's tenuous, but I do really like that the dad's like, I divorced his mother, not him. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I think that's quite sweet. Yeah. He, he still yeah. likes the kid and like wants to hang out with him, so that's nice. And he like helps him out. It shows like later on, her dad's a lawyer and Josh wants to become a lawyer. And so he's like yeah. helping him out in that way. They work together on a case and stuff. It's cool. I will say though, like, because, okay, you, you've seen Clueless, guys. Yeah. So they fall in love at the end. Yes. And it's, it's you know, it's the charming, charming work of um, Paul Rudd and Alicia Silverstone. Like, of course, you're going to love it. But Absolutely. It's also, like, sort of weird because they were kind of step-siblings. And yeah. this, there's no reason. Like, they wrote that. They didn't have to write that they were step-siblings. They could have just made it like, I mean, yeah. oh, my dad's, like, helping out this college kid. It's interesting. Or grew up right? with this college kid or something. It's it's sort of like blanket saying that like five years out of being your stepbrother, that's okay. <laughs> like, yeah. It's very <laughs> weird. It's it's the longer you think about the relationship, the weirder it is. And yeah. like they even make reference to it like right at the end with the wedding scene. That's like it's not like we live in uh, like the Hicks Hicksville or whatever, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to marry my cousin or whatever. But yeah, it's that's the kind of vibe, and they sort of joke around with it. But it is weird, <laughs> undeniably. Yeah. I feel like it's not like strictly forbidden. There are several layers of removed there that I think it's probably okay, but it's still weird to like yeah. someone that was your brother previously, like for all intents and purposes is now not your brother and hasn't been for five years. And then, and then, then it's okay for you to fall in love with them. Yeah. It's like, mm. I don't know. Mm. Don't know how I feel it's, about it. Yeah. I think like, what's interesting is this movie is, did you actually, where were you when you realized that when you found out this movie is based on a Jane Austen novel right here, right now, <laughs> right? Which one? Emma, which was recently just adapted in a movie I haven't seen yet, but will probably enjoy based solely on the lovely yellow dress she's wearing. Oh, Um, sweet. So, and I just always assumed, because I can't remember where I heard this. In fact, I probably heard it in a blanket thing of like, oh, she's the man is based on Shakespeare, Mm. etc. 
Um, Taming of the Shrew. I always assumed that the stepbrother thing had come from the original book. Right. And I looked into it. Doesn't. Oh. Okay. Unless I've done a, like done a bad Google, but I did go on the Wikipedia page for Emma and search the word step, and I got nothing. So. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that's good enough research for me. <laughs> Compared to like the Predator episode last week where I'd done all this mad research into like the original B-roll. Yeah, it's very impressive. Um, anyway, I think, it's, I think it's perfectly fine that we move on from that. Just know that, that there's some weird undertones around that that like we probably won't get into. But yeah, it's, it's good to establish that we did notice that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, if you think it's weird we think it's as weird as you thought it was weird yeah right <laughs> however weird you find it listener is probably right god if you can Unless tell me how like... weird it is please let me know yes because <laughs> i don't understand yeah. i can't navigate that that matrix of of okayness you know <laughs> yeah oh gosh uh the matrix of okayness is what they call my personal life <laughs> no it's fruitful <laughs> oh no Anyway, she uh, um, rolls out of the house and uh, goes into a Jeep as we get into Breathe here. Um, yeah. She's driving around with no license. Uh, another contentious thing in California mm. here. I uh, feel like you would get arrested so damn quick. <laughs> she's got a provisional, but like you do need a licensed driver to be in the car when you're, when you're yeah. on a provisional license. And this is brought up later as a plot point. But man, bad driver. I get it's played for laughs, but yikes. <laughs> Do you find it that's too serious? Yeah, I was kind of freaking yeah. out about it. <laughs> the bit on the freeway was, was really cracking me up, thankfully. Oh, yeah. But, like, oh, man. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> was the bit on the freeway cracking you up because it's completely legal? Because there was a licensed driver in the car? That's why, yes. I felt very safe <laughs> to laugh at those jokes, Gary. Yeah. It's only fun when it's safe fun. <laughs> Damn right. I want my movies to be completely legal and above board. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, she goes and picks up uh, Dion, her friend, here. Am I saying yeah, Dion correctly? I hope so. I've only really yeah. seen it written down, obviously, <laughs> recently. Although, to be honest, she's named after D- Dion Warwick, and I always call her Dion Warwick, I've just realised. Oh, ca- Which is wrong. She, her, she's got a nickname D, so I assume it's Dion. You know. Yeah. Um, Again, we didn't hear any of the dialogue. We were reading it while Pink Floyd rocked out. Yeah. So you know, take what we say yeah. with at face value at every stage. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I do really love that her boyfriend Murray is paging her right off the bat. Yes. Pages, Gareth. Haven't had to think about a pager in a long time, but I do love that they exist in this film. Yo, this is all pre cell yeah. phones, and it's great. It is so good. Yeah. You know, and it's the most 90s. Like, I don't even think pages really made it to New Zealand. I think we just skipped them. We went from landline straight to cell phones. I mean, they are fairly janky, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's really interesting to think about that we've become these people that have grown old, right? We're, we're the old people now that are, that are like, back in my day, we didn't have the internet or cell phones or whatever, you know? Yeah. And like, but there are young people around now that are like, that's just the norm to them and we're the old people being like saying that back in my day shit you know yeah and it happens so fast yeah and that'll happen more and more as yeah (laughs) as things get like go forward oh growing Uh, old 15 year old listeners if we haven't sent you away by telling you you looked like a child um look out it's gonna happen to you any second now yeah yep 
It'll happen to you. Yeah. They'll invent the, the new uh, app and you won't understand it. Yeah. Oh my God. Everyone That's would... why I'm trying to understand TikTok. Yeah? Yeah. You're trying to get a TikTok going? <laughs> I'm trying to Do get watching a TikTok going. We released that, that dance video. That was pretty pretty good for TikTok, you know? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Uh, anyway. I will say though, like TikTok, obviously now that it's all about sea shanties is probably for old people again oh yeah now's my time to shine <laughs> yeah exactly just get in there with the with the lads and sing about a life at the at sea <laughs> you know taking down kraken yeah drinking oh, you rum. hate kraken yeah not a fan anyway <laughs> we're going back uh to the film we've got um yeah donald uh donald face on face on uh playing Faison, Murray yeah. with braces on his top yeah. team. <laughs> Loved seeing him. He basically plays Turk from Scrubs, which I like as well. He's sort of got one yeah. speed that he's doing, but yeah, same kind of vibe. He even shaves his head to be more like Turk <laughs> as we get further into the movie, which is fantastic. Um, yeah. yeah. He knows his destiny's coming. Yes. <laughs> he's ready for his breakout role. <laughs> it wigged me out so much that his name was Murray. Yeah, right. Murray's like every time they'd talk about a Murray off and he wasn't on camera, I was like, who? Yeah, right. It's it's not it doesn't really suit him because I guess we just have like such an association with him with one character, maybe, but yeah, it just doesn't seem like a Murray. <laughs> no. Again, maybe a tie over from the book, but Oh, I don't think there was Murray's in Jane Austen. <laughs> no, no Murray's. That's disappointing, Gareth. <laughs> They're all like at a um, very posh dinner and then Murray comes in Mr. and his in flannel. What would like to ask you to dance. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, they dance to like a harpsichord version of Dave Dobbin. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Please send me yeah. the mix. Um, we move into On the Run as... Uh, Sheer just like rebuffs some high school guys. She's like, she's basically laying out that she doesn't date high school guys, hasn't found anyone that's up to her standards yet. And later on, we're going to find out that she's a virgin as well. Um, yeah. But this is her whole, whole vibe, right? No one's meeting her standards and she's always trying to improve people. So obviously nobody's good enough. And yeah, she also uh, does a sweet speech on Haiti. And then uh, we see Wallace Shawn as her teacher. Yes. Love a bit of Wallace Shawn, Gareth. You know that I do. Me too. Big fan of the boy. Oh. Got a lot lot to do in this movie as well. He ha- Heck yeah. I think this is the one he gets most recognized for. Really? On the street. Yeah. Even above Princess Bride. That's kind of surprising to me. Yeah. I think maybe because it's newer. Mm. That's yeah. fair. But yeah, he plays like Well, a- maybe he just dresses like Mr. Hall in real life instead of Potentially. dressing like his Princess Bride character. Oh, <laughs> It's just not wearing like peasants leathers just yeah. out and about in Hollywood. <laughs> I would love that if he did. Yeah. <laughs> Wallace Shawn's got his own vibe. Just rolling around. Oh, I love him. Challenging people to duels of wits. Yeah. Just on the red carpet. Amazing. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm very hyped to see him here in the film. I, yes. I had forgotten that he was in it, or maybe when I saw it last, I didn't recognize him as like one of my favorites. So, <laughs> but yeah, oh, I do also like this. Like no one is paying attention to anything going on in this class. All these adults just sitting around in their chairs, 
Like, yeah. They've all got stuff. I think one guy's on his phone. Like, he, there is cell phones, but they are, like, so huge. Oh, my God. There's a shot later of a cell phone, just a cell phone on screen. I had no idea what I was looking at. Yeah. I thought it was a monolith. They, yeah, they make direct reference to the um, 2001 monolith because of the... They, that's, like, how that shot is set up. And I'm pretty sure oh, that and they do play the tune when that shows up. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. So you, you're in oh, the right I feel there. smart. Yeah, yes. you're a genius. You could you establish that reference without sound. That's how good you are <laughs> at, <laughs> at watching that movie. Man. Hey, um, thanks. Yeah. Uh, we've got a, a burnout kid here. Uh, what's his name? Tr- Travis? Yeah. Travis Birkenstock. Travis Birkenstock is here. And yeah. he... Brickenmeyer uh, playing him? Yeah, he's great as well. I thoroughly enjoyed yeah. his performance. Oh, Absolutely. But, um, he gets a bad grade and decides to throw himself out the window. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to which uh, old mate says no suicide attempts, which was very fun. Um, but yes, Cher got a C in this class and she's like very frustrated with this. She's going to try yeah. and talk her way out of, out of it. Like she has been taught throughout her life that she can most of the time. She's the daughter yeah, of a so rich she... lawyer. And this is how she does things. Yeah, she hatches a scheme. One of her first, I guess, character-defining schemes. She's going to mm-hmm. help old Wallace Shawn fall in love with uh, Miss Geist. Miss Geist. Great name, by the Miss... way. Love it. Yeah. Love a Geist. <laughs> the names in this movie are really good, even though we just complained about Murray. Yeah. <laughs> like Murray's leading the side I like side that there's down. a kid called Elton. Yeah, that's good. We've got a Christian coming up later. Yeah. You know, Cher. Dion, Ty, all very Josh. good. Josh. Josh. Yeah. What are you doing, Josh? <laughs> what? What is this? Do you think that's to show... I guess Murray is the more out there name, but that would show that Josh, Josh didn't belong in that scene. Josh is from a different Josh. realm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yes, yeah, we're back at her house. And we see that it's like literally the Fresh Prince house, which I like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... Yeah, we get all the clocks and time going off as we meet Josh. Yeah, played by a very young, shockingly young Paul Rudd. Um, oh, yes. Yes. I always forget that Paul Rudd's like 50. Like, or maybe yeah. older. But he's crazy young in this. He's as young as I think he is now in this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The thing is, looks exactly the same. Just like a little smoother or shinier. Pretty much, yeah. That's basically the only difference. It's still Paul yeah. Rudd doing Paul Rudd stuff the same way he always do. Um, Charming us so much. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. It's the dorky dude in the film as well. Uh, yes, they basically have like an argument about how different their ways of life are. Paul Rudd uh, or Josh thinks that Cher's life is fairly shallow and thinks she's very selfish and that she like manipulates other people. But yeah. she thinks that he's very dorky and boring and doesn't have any fun, you know. So there you go. Uh, but and so yeah, she enacts her plan to uh, change her grades for most of her classes. But yes, Mister Hall is of course unwavering, doesn't uh, let up. So yeah, she hatches that plan to hook her up, hook him up with Miss Geist. Uh, yes. I do love how <laughs> she like the step one of this plan is leaving a note for Miss Geist from Mr. Hall in yeah. her like little cubby. And she says she pulls a quote from 
a like famous romance or something. I don't know where she pulls it from. Ironically, well, not really, but the, in the <laughs> same way that she doesn't know where she pulled it from, and that she says she attributes the quote to Cliff's Notes, which I love. Yeah, um, and it's written in our subtitle like it's a name, which is so good. Yeah, Cliff's Notes. Um, yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a very another good bit where um, Travis does a, like a awards show style speech for his record number of tardies, which is showing up late for class. In case you don't know, um, like gets up there like it's the Oscars, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, um, you'll be noticing at this moment that I haven't really pointed out any sinks. <laughs> no, there's a tiny one where they say you run and you run, and an off-camera person who we only hear via subtitle. Because I listened back to get the quote right mm. on the act to the actual film, and you do you just barely nothing. hear it in the actual mix. Okay, but they say you run and you run, and this background person says run along to third period. Oh, yeah, Ghosts. she's saying it to Travis as well. So, oh wow, maybe Travis. I think Travis would like Pink Floyd. Oh, absolutely, most likely yeah. to listen to Pink Floyd. He makes like a Sabbath reference in the film and stuff, so you know. Yeah, and he talks about how his mum likes Rolling Stones and he likes Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure Pink Floyd would be in the middle of that. Yeah, they're between the two, I would say. Yeah. Uh, so I guess talk to your parents about Pink Floyd, kids. Yeah, go on. Why not? We are. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we got great gig coming up. And uh, Cher has... It's been discovered that Cher has three parking tickets. And yeah, he forbids her from driving in the car without uh, a licensed driver. So I'm thrilled. Um <laughs> yeah and um yeah q josh who uh is coming in to uh supervise the situation basically he's getting forced they get they get forced together a hell of a lot these two yeah um he's just around hiding from his overbearing stepmother here you know he's basically yeah. at this house all the time which makes things even weirder for the relationship part but anyway um yeah he is going the most Pink Floyd for just one scene where he's by the pool, mm. he's wearing all black, he's grown a goatee, and he's reading Nietzsche. Yeah, wow. Like, that's Pink Floyd. It's big poser energy. He's trying, yeah. to, he's trying to embody his girlfriend that he has later in the film, actually. He's like, he's like the art student equivalent to this high school paradigm, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like but also kind of the 90s jazz version where everyone wore berets you know yeah i don't we're know gonna if... see it a lot more later but man the 90s got real into like the 50s for a bit yeah right like I've, i don't know maybe i was just too young for this but i feel like this didn't exist <laughs> in my in my mind like i don't think people were really like this but it must have happened for them to re reference it so much right yeah oh well well, so there's that thing about, like, every 20 years is repeating the previous 20 years. So, like, there's a lot of 70s-ish kind of fashion in the 90s. So, are you going to come back like, to the... Fact... Sorry, sorry. No, you keep going. Sorry. <laughs> um, we're, like, there's a lot of 70s kind of fashion and music in the 90s. And so, maybe then the 50s was referencing... Or the 70s were referencing the 50s. Mm. So, maybe it's just skipped forward enough. Maybe. But it's, like, you look at... Um, in the last 10 years, all the 90s fashion started coming back. Very true. So we're going to hit 2000 be... again, is what I was asking before. I guess so, yeah. Get your uh, cargo pants out. Oh, thank goodness. I can store so many things. Cowboy boots. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Instead of <sighs> lugging around all these bags and stuff. 
I can finally carry my five phones. <laughs> I was actually like when skinny jeans came in because I was one of the last holdouts with the old um, CD Walkman. Yeah. I had a oh. CD Walkman right up until like 2011. A trial some time. Yeah. This- and it was just very hard because I couldn't fit my CD Walkman in my skinny jean pocket, but I could have in my like cargo pants. <laughs> I do love the idea of you doing this and there being a brief window of time where the skinny jeans hadn't really fully gotten to the level of skinniness that it was still possible for you to bring the city Walkman around with you. Like, and they, That's they, exactly they, it. They yeah. were like wedged in there to the point where there was literally no possibility of the CD skipping because it's just, <laughs> yeah. it became one with you at that point. Uh, I, I just love that mental image, but unfortunately it was yeah. not to be. And you had no. to retire well, the briefly Walkman. for maybe a stretch of like 2007, but then yeah, yeah, that was your golden Gone age. Again. Oh yeah, <laughs> when I was the age of the clueless children. Excellent, um, the clueless yeah. children. <laughs> wow, age of the clueless children is like my new age musical. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's my like yeah. Pink Floyd cover band. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, we've got. Uh, yes, a, a brief dialogue from Josh here that I found extremely funny was that um, Marky Mark was was on to uh, plant a celebrity tree for the tree people that yeah. Josh is a part of. Fantastic. I love everything about that. Do you reckon Marky Mark <laughs> would plant a celebrity tree? Um, like as a publicity stunt? Do you reckon he'd be down? Yeah, I feel like now that he's transitioned into Mark Wahlberg, I think Mark Wahlberg would plant a celebrity tree, but I reckon Marky Mark would punch a tree. Hard agree. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, so probably right now, Mark Wahlberg is planting a tree, but he's furious at this tree. Deep down within, the Marky Mark part of his personality is just screaming and like pulling at its chains within Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Angry. Angry man. Oh, that should be a movie he makes is him like the Wahlberg versus the Marky Mark sides. Oh, please make that. Yeah. That would be great. <laughs> Screw like uh, Entourage and the Transformers movies and whatever it else he's up to. Like that's what we need from him. Just, yeah. Just like a being John Malkovich, but it's being Marky Mark. Please. Yes. Please. <sighs> if you're listening, Mark, hook me. I'll just give me. Give me a writer's credit on this. Could you uh, call it Mark V Mark? Like Mark versus Mark? Mark V Mark V Mark is good, yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they... So, the the gang, like, get driven to school, basically, and then um, I like the, the girls doing a stealth makeover very quickly on Miss Geist, just sort of bustling around her and buzzing around her like flies, you know? Yeah. And she ends up looking way better fantastic and uh, the tactic for mr hall is just to give him some coffee (laughs) to share with miss geist he's obviously perfect in every way it can't be improved because it's wallace sean (laughs) there's no makeover that can improve him because he's already his perfect self (laughs) just the sweet scent of dark roast is gonna be uh (laughs) carrying him through (laughs) other than his his regular charm Anyway, it works, yeah. and uh, yeah. the two fall in love, and the grades improve uh, to everyone. Everyone's uh, great success here. Everyone's clapping for Cher. Um, over cr- I'm amazed over that they put two and two together, Yeah, all the students. 
I feel like she would have been fairly boastful about it <laughs> among the okay. student body, you know. Uh, yeah, that's our girl. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she- Miss Geist gets really chill and her the homework is have fun. She writes that on the blackboard. She also writes it very shakily, mm. completely in the rhythm to Money by Pink Floyd. Hell yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. She's high on that so coffee. So I guess, yeah, drink a lot of coffee, fall in love and listen to Pink Floyd. Yeah, man. You're going to sink. That's the dream right there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we move straight into good old money and, um, over this montage and, yeah. uh, yeah, we just dive into the next bit that, um, her dad is very impressed with her basically arguing her way from a C plus average to an A minus average as well. Yeah. I do. I love the twist of him, like getting the report card and be- being suspicious of her, like success and then finding out she just talked her way out of it and being, like, incredibly proud. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. I feel like... I don't know how implied it is, but is this dad, like, making the world a worse place? Almost definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, he's working on this, like, insane deposition tape and, like, having to... I feel like maybe he's just, like, doing an ins- a really intense murder trial, maybe. Um, Ooh. Because, like, later on, uh, Cher has to... Re- highlight every conversation that occurred on september 3rd which is the kind of thing where you're trying to place people in places at certain times in order to uh, okay. in order to uh prosecute them for a crime right that's yeah that's what i'm assuming is happening you know there's some kind of and serial... josh wouldn't like help out if it was something too evil yeah right i feel like there's some kind of serial backstory that is happening here like serial the podcast um, oh. where like there's this cold case kind of thing that the that he's trying to uncover with all these records you know that would be awesome if we watch it with that in mind and you see like in the news you see about this trial and you see like all this tiny stuff that there's actually like a big murder trial happening that'd be great i don't i would have I to go back and check and look at all the newspaper headlines if there are any <laughs> yeah uh, although i suppose if anyone's going to help you notice a secret murder trial happening in the background or something. It would be the like somber tones of Pink Floyd. Yeah. It, I feel so like maybe it, we're in the clear. It would either be that or us on this podcast helping you notice that because we pay way too <laughs> close attention to these movies yeah. as we're going through them. But you know. Um yes, so the next phase of this of this story is there's a new girl in the class, Ty Fraser, and up on the back of the success of Cher's uh changing of people uh, mm. Her good deed that she's done, uh, she decides to take her on under her wing as a project to improve her life. Because yeah. she clearly doesn't know what she's doing. Obviously. She appears to be a burnout kid, Gareth. Oh. Yeah. She seems just fine, honestly. <laughs> honestly, yeah. She seems like she would have been among the cooler and well put together people in our high school. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she's. She's great. Uh, there's a brief montage of them, uh, of the the pair, Cher and uh, Dee, introducing her to various groups at the high school. And, yeah. Uh, and then Ty immediately hits it off with Travis, the burnout kid from earlier. Uh, and yeah, they like seem to get on really well. This would be a very organic ro- romance if Cher doesn't intervene. Uh, yeah. It's so sweet. They bond over how to draw Marvin the Martian. <laughs> great stuff yeah that's 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 fairy tale high school stuff i'm into it good old yeah. marvin she's like wow he's actually quite easy to draw 
<laughs> just eyes and like a broom hat you know classic yeah. the centurion helmet <laughs> what's up with marvin the martian why does he have such a crazy voice Ah, uh, that's a really good question there's probably a big deep reason hmm yeah i just want to know i want to know more about marvin the martian if i wasn't doing this podcast i'd be researching that so <laughs> yeah let me know uh, maybe after so at show. home, take a quick pause and learn about Marvin the Martian. Yeah. And then talk to your parents about Marvin the Martian. Yeah. <laughs> Always talk to your parents about stuff that you listen to on this show. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Make sure it's okay. Make sure it's safe. And make sure it's, yeah. make sure it's factually accurate. God. <laughs> um, Don't tell us the fact checking you do. Tell your parents. Tell your parents. And then let them tell us. Yeah. <laughs> when I was growing up, when I was probably the age I was watching Clueless on TV, I like thought parental guidance meant oh. parents guide your children away from the TV. They're not going to want to watch this. Yeah. I figured, well, that's kind of what it's meant to be, right? You're supposed to, the parental guidance is the implication that's like, oh, your parents should know that you are watching this because there's yeah. parental guidance and then there's parental guidance recommended. Yes, which PG is or PGR. even more illicit. <laughs> yeah. Someone might say a swear, you know, that kind of thing. It is weird, actually, parental guidance. Like, because the implication is, yeah, it's exactly what you said. They're not like guiding you away, but they're still parents. It's up to you. You sit with your child and you guide them through this yeah. racy film, hovering around in the background, making sure nothing yeah. comes on, that the Grinch doesn't say anything too scandalous. Yeah, you know. And you know he will. Oof. Oh, God, that bloody Grinch. What's he like? Uh, <laughs> it's a regular Marvin the Martian. Um, <laughs> anyway, we've got... Uh, yeah, so anyway, Cher intervenes in Ty's romance yeah. here and they uh, rush to do a makeover on her, uh, as you do. Ty's like, yeah. whatever, sure, let's do it. You're my new friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like her innocence i feel like she, she, she's so great she has a crazy accent in the movie as well like a full-on like new york kind of forced brooklyn accent you know um yeah but we aren't hearing any of it so she just seems like a sweet like innocent person really yeah <laughs> you know it, she very quickly um when she when she says that she can't be with the with travis because he's a lodi oh we see then the lodi's dancing on the hill at a distance true and they're dancing in the rhythm to the fading out money by pink floyd yeah, specifically man. when they sing the like little yes I, and it's a mighty sink that is very good it would like not be amiss in that scene to have that playing yeah so that's nice you just pan over and see them and you just hear the Pink Floyd. Oh, pristine. <laughs> you look away, the Pink Floyd stops. You look back, it starts over. There you go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's environmental music for, <laughs> yeah. for that area of the quad, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they do the makeover and, um, yes, Josh is uh, not very impressed with this. He basically says to share that uh, she's just found uh, someone who's just as clueless as her to worship her. Yeah, go. this is like maybe the third or fourth title bomb in this movie so far. Yeah, man, there's quite a lot. The one that I think about as as the key title drop is the the one when she's like at her lowest point walking around in front yeah. of that uh, fountain, her grand revelation moment. But yeah, they don't they don't like skimp on using it. <laughs> no. They got plenty to throw around. Uh just how clueless is this girl? 
Is she going to yeah. figure it out? Keep watching after the break. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so they get invited to Travis's party as well next. And then the following day at school when she, Ty's all uh, dolled up. Uh, but of course, again, the, the other two girls disapprove of this. They decide to um, set her up with Elton, who is this Jonas Brothers looking dude that sits behind yeah. Cher. Um, he fully like resembles that, right? Like he just has that whole look. Yeah, he's like the Jonas uncle. The Jonas uncle? But he's the Ur Jonas from which the other Jonas Brothers sprang forth. Um, yes, yeah. And uh, yeah, so... In order to get them together, the plan is to take a whole bunch of photos of the group as a collective and push Ty and Alton closer and closer together. Um, Very weird scheme, but seems to work. Apparently works, um, because he asks for one of these photos and then puts it up in his locker later. Oh my gosh. I also want to note that my note-taking for this movie sort of descends into the very much he said, she said of high school drama. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that I'm just sort of relaying all this stuff that's happened at a high school. And it makes me feel really uncomfortable. But Oh, that is strange, yeah, for two men in their late 20s <laughs> to be like just... But yeah. Also recording ourselves, talking about the high school drama seems very strange. Yeah, man, I just, I just wanted to note that. It just felt very strange. I had a brief moment of introspection being like, wow, this is weird. But anyway, I'm, I'm going to power well, through it. My watching was even weirder because I was watching all this high school drama mm. at work during my lunch break. And we work in this um, big public building. Yeah. So I was sitting on this couch up on the fifth floor and anyone can come up and sit on these couches. There were two teens sitting on the other couch. And oh, like, man. I think they'd come up there because they were like, finally a place we can go to be private. <laughs> and then there's this 29 year old weirdo lying on a couch watching Clueless and taking notes. Yeah, man. You're just trying to figure out how to be young again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just eating a big bag of cashews. Oh, no. It would have only been worse if you'd rushed over to the teens and begged them to help you. Like, yeah. that's the only stage worse beyond that. <laughs> Please, teens, help me understand Clueless. <laughs> I'm as clueless as this film. <laughs> oh no! Uh, but hopefully, what we'll... actually? I guess this is this is a actually this is such a simple question. It's almost dumb. Oh, like the universal experience of being a teenager mm-hmm. would be still similar enough that you could watch this and relate, even though you would not understand a single cultural reference or technology technological reference. Oh in this film, yeah, right? absolutely. I would say so. Okay. That, like, that goes to show that, like, it transcends even because of the, um, like, the Jane Austen background, right? Like... Oh, yeah. There you go. Like, it's a story... It's a tale as old as time, Gareth. And they've just adapted it for this, quote, modern age in the, um... Yeah. In the 90s, the early 90s. So, yeah, I feel like it would be easily transferable to the, the modern audience. I feel like they'd be able to watch it and get something out of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Imagine it's actually they could kind of redundant. <laughs> what was that? They could remake it today, and like I reckon it would work fine. Like it just yeah, it's been twenty five years since Clueless. Yeah, you know, ripe for a remake. Yeah, and all the previous teens, quote unquote, play um could play the teachers. They get set up. Yeah, that'd be great. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we'd like we think this is a good idea, but it'll turn out it has happened and it's dreadful or something. Yeah, almost definitely. Oh well, never mind. 
we've got any colour you like now as uh, the antics of the party play out. We've got uh, everyone uh, coming together. They're trying to set up Ty with Elton throughout this party. Party is fucking mental, by the way. It's like at Christmas time or something as well. Yeah, the only time it's Christmas in this movie. Yeah. Unless like this family do not take down their decorations. Also, high potential, right? It's um, Travis's family house. So it's high likelihood that it's like April and they just haven't taken down the Christmas decorations, you know? I wouldn't put it past that, like, that style of character to <laughs> yeah. have that exact exact thing going on. I do think this party looks fun. It does look mental, but, you know. Heck yeah, the dancing at this party is so wild. Especially, um, like, Alton and his friends are all sitting on <laughs> one big stool. Yes. And they all, like, lean back and lean forward like they're on a roller coaster. I love that. That's great. I want to see more of that at parties. Just... <laughs> like sitting down dancing yeah <laughs> very funny <laughs> if you can sit down dance with the energy of someone who stands up dances yeah then you're gonna make stand up dancing redundant he gets really into it so as well better. like the crew is just rolling back and forth having a great time here on this yeah. like this bench or whatever it's great but unfortunately it doesn't go well for ty someone's uh shoe gets kicked off and hits her in the head um yeah and then Elton like carries her to a bench, you know, very manly, whatever. Um, and then gets her, like, tilts her up, makes sure she's okay, and then like gets her to dance to rolling to the ho- rolling with the homies, is the move that he tests her on, <laughs> and it becomes like this whole huge thing for Ty, which is hilarious. Um, yeah, her crying later and saying "rolling with the homies," fantastic. Yeah, so good. Uh, Yes, uh, we get we're into brain damage now, and she is very proud of herself for doing more good deeds, quote, uh, like what she's doing here. Um, and then it's time to leave the party. Uh, Travis has been rebuffed several times at this party as well. He does like yeah. fully trooper, like turns his life around throughout the course of the movie as well, which is great for him. But um, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of uh, it's time to leave and there's a lot of shuffling of people around uh, and, and with the cars as to who goes in which car home you know uh, yeah and it unfortunately Cher does her best but it ends up with her going home in Elton's car and Ty going home with a large inflatable uh, Santa or penguin <laughs> I can't remember yeah. which just sitting on her lap in the front seat which I really really enjoy <laughs> Yeah, so tie. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, but yeah, then going on from this, um, it's revealed, we go into Eclipse. No, we, we're not yet, we're still in brain damage, sorry. Um, Alton makes a move on Cher. He thinks that she's really into him, has been making, like, showing signs that she likes him throughout the entire year. But none of this is true. Cher doesn't like him at all. Uh, yeah. Tries to kiss her several times. She's not having any of it. And eventually she gets out of the car and he drives away, <laughs> leaving her stranded in this, like, uh, parking lot. Bit of a sad scene. Yeah, very much. And very much a jerk move on Elton. Yeah, he sucks, by the way. No yeah. good. Bad guy. Um, I'm glad we don't really get much more of him as the movie progresses, actually. He's just sort Yeah, of... he's kind of just, like, vanishes. Yeah. 
we move on to better things. Um, she, so Eclipse starts playing and she gets robbed by some guy out here adding insult to injury, handing over a phone and a couple of other things. I think her wallet. Um, yeah, her bag. But she's most upset about lying down on the ground and ruining her dress. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. And then, yeah, it's like dead silence and she calls up Josh to come and rescue her uh, with Josh's like very artsy girlfriend who sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, she shuts her down by like knowing Hamlet better because she's seen the, the movie multiple times. Yeah. Which I think is a good touch. Yeah, yeah. I love these like signs that she is actually really smart and she just like... Only yeah. knows, but she knows these things a lot through superficial, more superficial ways. Yeah, it's a recurring theme that she has a, a crazy vocabulary, vocabulary yeah. where she's just using words out of nowhere and <laughs> sounding like she. It's not that she sounds dumb <laughs> using these insane words. Like Josh comments on it later that she, she says, like it sounds like she doesn't know what she's talking about, and she's like, "Oh, really? <laughs> oh, good." That's good stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they deal with the fallout of the party the very next day. And um, as Elton clearly isn't interested in Ty, and she's very upset about this. And yeah, this is we get the reveal that um, all the girls are virgins, except for Ty, who is super isn't. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they're like naive in their own ways. Uh, I like Dee's distinction of being a, being technically a virgin. A virgin mm. in all the ways that count is what she said, I think. Um, but yes, they need to find an immediate replacement for Elton. That's the plan. To, yeah. to set Ty up with someone. Because she obviously can't be with Travis. Um, and yeah, cue the new hot guy on the scene. Uh, Christian. Yeah. So we're back in debate class. On the run is playing again yes. because we're in debate class, which I love. Here we are. And we get some slow-mo, you know what on the run sounds like, as Christian <laughs> walks in the room. Yeah, fresh out of Greece, Christian is. He's got like the slicked back hair yeah. and like tight black shirt and blue jeans. Uh, great stuff. Um, yeah. He was mentioned a bit earlier and that he's like doing two, a semester at another school and then coming here or something. Is it like a yeah, he's situation? in Chicago and apparently it's Chicago from the sting. Oh. Since old timey days. Heck yeah. Love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, instead of setting a, him up with Ty, Cher immediately falls for him basically. Yeah. And sets her sights on him for her new boyfriend, you know, uh, she like makes a couple of moves on him. We get like a montage of stuff that she's doing to get his attention. Yeah. There's some great, like this on the run is such a good on the run because like there's the slow and squelchy synth when like there's a yeah. really flirty pan up her leg oh. as he picks up a pen. <laughs> and then there's a big, like the big crash happens when Cher kind of like bites her lip and goes like, Oh, mm -hmm. I think it's happening. And it kind of made me realize like, because they're also always all supposed to be paying attention to um, debate class. Yeah. But, like, when you're a teenager, like, you're so just full of these, like, chemicals flying around that, like, it is like if On the Run was just playing over oh, every classroom you're in. That's wholly accurate. I never thought about On the Run being a, a, a romantically charged song, but you're absolutely yeah. right in that exact scenario. Yeah. 
Wow. I would not be surprised if it came out, like if the song exploded episode for On the Run by Pink Floyd came out and it was just like, oh, we just held a microphone up to our brains and recorded the chemicals as we like <laughs> felt nervous. Makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, that would, it would be as much of an explanation as, as I would like. I would believe that explanation over any other for on the run yeah. and how that song came to be because what a what a mental song <laughs> yeah it's so bizarre uh yeah so she does a couple of things in a montage form to make herself appear more desired and stuff like that by sending herself chocolates and things like that classic sitcom things uh these were so influential to me as a, like a child watching this really Man, I can't wait to get to high school because now I know this trick. Now I know what this means. Yeah. When girls receive flowers, it means they want to date me. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That sounds really bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was nowhere near that sinister, Gareth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, eventually, anyway, she invites uh, Christian to a party. I thought this was Josh's party. I think she says something about Josh during this but apparently not i think it's josh's friends oh okay weird yeah anyway but like initially he asks her on the date and he asks her to go to a clam bake <laughs> that's fantastic yeah i don't even know what that means that's <laughs> no. so good he it's really like he talks like a ring-a-ding-ding kind of guy he does he says are you nourished this weekend oh, wow. and then he asks her for a clam bake on saturday and this is when the clocks are happening so it's very like exciting very good Oh my gosh. I do also really love um, her dad's comment about uh, about Christian. He has a like perfect read on him from the moment that he meets him and says, yeah. he, he asks him, you think the death of Sammy Davis left an opening in the Rat Pack? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Love it. Uh, yeah. Because he rolls in with like a hat and stuff, <laughs> like a weird like trilby kind of hat. Yeah, he does a little spin as he walks into the house. It's so weird. His whole vibe is it's very strange to me. I don't He's have you seen Brick? The Joseph Gordon Levitt uh Rain Johnson film? I never watched Brick. I know many people in our high school experience had to watch Brick as a uh set movie for English class, but I was No way! I never watched They're it. Lucky. I dodged it. Uh Brick's all you'd love Brick. Brick is a uh high school movie. Where everyone talks like they're in a detective novel. Mm. I have heard about it, but uh, yeah, I've never seen it. Okay. So yeah, old JGL, like having a good time. Yeah. Well, look, when you go back to school undercover. Okay. Um, <laughs> you can, you can, you know, watch Brick at last. So finally, it's the only yeah. place that's still playing it. The cinemas yeah, have not read any of my letters. <laughs> but I've got to sneak into a high school and watch a movie amongst, amongst kids yeah yikes <laughs> i'm not gonna do They'll that be like what's that 24 year old man doing in there and you're like psych <laughs> ah, it worked gotcha. i'm actually 28 actually 28 uh, <laughs> still arrested um yeah <laughs> yeah we get uh Cher makes uh, makes her grand entrance here walking down the stairs in a in a beautiful white white dress as she does yeah drawing the attention of josh uh not only as uh, christian and josh really both see her mm. and uh yeah so he gets taken away to the party and josh like sort of half convinces himself that he needs to go to the party and see what this christian guy deal his deal is but really he's like 
wants to go and see Shia, I think. Um, yeah. And yeah, the dad like knows this and smiles. So he's, he's chill with it, obviously. Yeah. Now the party, Gareth, we need to talk about oh, this. Oh, yes. Yes. There's a full on band at this party. Uh, we start zoomed in on a trombone. Yes. Yeah. Which is how I know that I'm in for a good time. Is this yeah. a scar band? Is this a scar band? This is party? a scar band. Yeah. Okay. So we're watching this on mute. We see the trumpets and we've met Christian. So I assumed we were going to like a ring-a-ding-ding jazz swing kind of thing. Yeah. It pans out. A man with a goatee jumps in front of the camera. Yes. And starts just furiously pogoing and skanking. Yeah, man. And that's, it keeps panning out. There's another man with a goatee jumping around, also on stage. And not only is the scar, I'm pretty sure this is the mighty, mighty boss tone. Hell yes. Like, that's the impression that I get. That's, that's. Which is a great mighty, mighty boss tones joke. That's fantastic. Um, I'm loving them. I, 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 wanted, yeah. I wanted to be listening to them as soon as I saw them. I'm probably going to go back after this record and and check out what this actual performance is like. Just because I was so intrigued by them dancing around. I was like, holy shit, what yeah. is this? <laughs> is this the Scar cover of Pink Floyd of my dreams? Oh, shout out to that band. I looked them up again as well. I was like, what were they called? What were they doing, um, man? Brim Scar Brim. Yeah, the that's right. Punk, the Scar Pink Floyd cover band. Oh, the best. Um, yeah, oh my goodness. This is... I have such a visceral memory of the scene from, um, it was like, again, one of the hottest days of the year, mm. um, which it is right now as we're recording. By, by the way, way that's yeah. why we're so weird and lucid. <laughs> um, and like, um, I was at my girlfriend at the time's house and I was playing um, Pokemon and listening to Paramore and she was nice. upstairs watching Clueless. Mm. I went up to say, you know, check on her and um, I just heard Scar music and I was like, this is an entirely new wrinkle to this person. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it was clueless. And I was like, there's this much, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones played this bigger role in, um, in Clueless. Right? It's wild. And then I completely forgot it and still got surprised by this mighty, mighty, um, trombone. Yeah. I was, I was stoked to see it. They even come back yeah. for like a, a brief, like interstitial cut of them performing as well. Yeah. It's great. Here they are. For probably about like 10 to 15 minutes of this movie, we're just having a sweet scar performance. So yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Um, yes, everyone's having a good time at the party. Uh, even Elton is hooked up with the mean girl of the group, the like most vapid one of them, who's <laughs> just like sort of there as a caricature. Uh, yeah. She, something about her, like, is she a famous gif or something? Her expressions are so burned into my consciousness. I don't know. I, not that I'm aware of, but she is, she is like a full on cartoon of a person in this movie, which is yeah. great. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> uh, Ty also shows up to the party, makes her entrance by falling down the stairs. Classic stuff. Um, yeah. She just sort of stands around, not really having a good time. As Cher goes dancing with Christian. <laughs> Christian's dance moves are hilarious, by the way. He's here at the party with, like, sunglasses on inside. Yeah. Full-on tall moves. So good. He must be mad, because those sunglasses are so 90s, not 50s. I know. He, he's, he's fully up to date in a way that we yeah. haven't seen him before. Uh, but uh, old mate Josh uh, shows up at the party and dances with Ty to make her feel less awkward. Kind of, I don't, yeah. I don't understand the, 
the motives here, but you know, it's cool that he's he's having a wee dance because he doesn't usually yeah. dance. Is what she says. Uh, well, I love that. Like when she sees clocks him at the party, he's like talking to like the dad or something. Yeah, like the <laughs> ultimate like. I think she says it's like it's like he's going out of his way to have the least fun. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, trust him to find the only adult here, is what she says, I think. <laughs> yeah. Which is so he's probably good. like talking about like, this is a lovely place. Like yeah. how much um how much does the insurance amount? <laughs> yeah. What kind of rent are you paying on this space? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are your premiums what, like? <laughs> what was in the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones rider? Like do they need, like, certain kinds of amps? Oh, I'm back in on this conversation. I want to know what's on the <laughs> Boss Tones rider. I imagine ah. it's a lot of bugles. Like the chips. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's on brand. Uh, yeah, we got... Uh, the party eventually wraps up, but Christian is still <laughs> dancing to just, yes. like, the music playing over the speakers. The band's, like, fully packed up and left at this point. Um, we're listening to great gig and he's just grooving away to it. So I'm feeling that it's good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, he's like keen to keep the party going, find an after party. And everyone else is like, ah, all right, Christian, (laughs) you do your thing, man. We'll go home with Josh. It's all good. Yeah. I would, (sighs) Christian's life is, he's in another realm. It's amazing. Yeah. I wonder if it's like. I don't know. He's he's definitely off. Like, you know he's gone and had, like, a crazy misadventure while this is, like, while they just went home. Totally. Oh, my gosh. Like, I bet he's, like, ha- goes and has the deepest conversation in the world with a stranger. Yeah. And then, like, stops a small crime and <laughs> joins a band and then, yeah. like, leaves the band. Hits the jukebox. And then he's back to school on Monday. He, yes. Like, hits the jukebox and it comes to life and everyone starts dancing in a bar, you know? Yeah. That's Christian's life. Uh, for Cher's next good deed is she decides that she wants to um, help out all the lawyers who are working at her dad's house on this uh, this uh, what have, I called it the correct name before and now I've forgotten what it was uh, the murder case yeah well, yeah the murder case whatever um, and yeah she wants to get them all food take out food as her good deed and Josh is like oh that's actually kind of a nice thing to do so they do it. Yeah. They bring them all food. It's really nice. And she like gets her dad a sandwich and then steers it away from him and gives him a salad instead, which I feel like is a bit cruel, but you know, yeah. taking care of him. Uh, uh, then what happens? Yeah. This is where we get our 2001 reference. Um, oh no, we get a, sorry. We get a brief conversation with Josh about how he doesn't want to go home to see his stepmom on Cher offers him to stay with them over summer break, which is quite a long time, Gareth. Yeah, which must mean if that's summer break, then there's, this family would really late putting up their Christmas decorations. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. So we have... We ha- Unless this film's secretly in New Zealand. Oh, no. That's a great point, yeah. <laughs> oh, problematic. Okay. Uh, I don't want it to be in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of freaking me don't out worry, there's bit. like so much la references there's no way <laughs> yeah it's true yeah her dad says that it takes like 20 minutes to get anywhere in la so we've got a well-established setting it's totally fine um yeah. but yes we... unless la stands for lower auckland no <laughs> <laughs> i'm back in oh 
The horrors of unsafe driving occurring around me, Gar. No. Oh. Um, anyway, they set up a date for uh, Christian to call uh, the the following day or whatever. Um, and yes, they they call. He calls and they set a date. And um, she does a whole bunch of planning. She puts like a weird like log of cookie dough in the in the oven, <laughs> yeah. which is her like you've got to have something baking when a, a hot boy comes over. She has this whole thing planned out, and it all goes terribly. Um, she uh, he comes over to watch movies at her house, and she uh, like I don't like that he comes in and goes, "Honey, you baked." When the yeah. this, like a terrible thing is just smoking out their whole kitchen. Very good. Um, yeah. This scene is so lovely and awkward and like, it's similar, I guess, to the, that one scene in love actually, that's really good. <laughs> Which one? Like, um, when Emma Thompson, gosh, I always confuse the famous Emmas for no reason. Um, is like sobbing, listening to Joni Mitchell mm. and like pulls herself together. Like, yeah, it's almost that, but like, it's just such a beautiful, true scene. Like, could be a short film. Yeah, in the middle of unlike Love, actually, this film that I really like. Yeah, um, Clueless being the film that I really like. It's just like so they have their VHS date. Like, Shea tries to touch his leg with her leg. Yeah, and he doesn't like it, and he just suddenly leaves. But he like gives her a kiss on the cheek. Yeah, and she's so confused, and it's so real to spend a whole day at that age, like stressing over one social interaction it mm. goes weird in a way that you don't understand but you still blame yourself for it not going right yeah no idea what's actually happening very well written and very well acted scene in the movie yeah. i would say yeah this is the definitely the most realistic moment throughout it's yeah great. thoroughly Do you, this bit. i might cut out the story because it might be too awkward for the podcast wow i had a date like this this was my first date after moving to lower auckland la yeah um like and i had no idea what i was doing with my life i was away from all my friends and family mm. i went to this date we went to the mall <laughs> oh yeah um Classic. walked around the mall had a muffin break like at muffin break this is a very high school date yeah a muffin break at muffin break sponsor us muffin break mm. like all so high school even though we were like yeah early 20s yeah um and then we went back like we'd taken her car we drove back to her house mm. and she was like i have pull apart bread in the house which is again very clueless true and i was like you know i love pull apart bread so i went in yeah and then we sat on her bed and watched um friends with benefits i think it's called oh one of the two films about being friends with benefits that came out in like 2013 yeah um and then it was very hot and she was like man it's warm and got into her bed and i just sat politely at the foot of the bed ate oh. my pull apart bread ignored all these sing signals and left and didn't sp didn't go on another date oh no yeah, it was such a like weird confusing like we were both misreading every signal each other were giving like she must have thought i wanted something i thought yum this bread what's yeah, she doing you, you thought i do like, want something and it's this pull apart bread <laughs> yeah. oh man yeah no that's such that's a very... weird awkward thing yeah but that's just that's just life man that's human interaction that's just so how it goes right? sometimes you know the signals flying all over the place yeah everyone's got a full on the run by pink floyd playing in their brains at all yeah. times and you just don't know it yeah 
Sometimes it comes into focus and sometimes it don't. Yeah. Well, there you go. Sometimes it syncs with the outside world, sometimes it doesn't. And that's the true lesson of this show. Yeah. Damn right. Uh, So we'll cut back (sighs) to me talking about the movie and whether or not that sees the light (laughs) of day, we'll have to wait and see. Um, (laughs) So here's a clean break. No. Uh, I don't know. I think it's not as bad as when I bragged about how good I was at dates during the Whiplash episode. <laughs> oh my god. I don't even remember that. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> oh man. The like self-advertisement is fantastic. Yeah. I'm great on a date. <laughs> Hit me up. Yeah. Please. And then like you listen like further on you're like, oh, what a dirty liar. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I've heard the pull apart yeah. bread story. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Um, uh, yes. So the next bit is um, old mate Murray is doing a wee driving test for D, who's also on her uh, restricted license, effectively. And they accidentally go on the freeway. But before this, it is revealed that Christian is in fact gay. Um, yeah. Uh, M- Murray knows this and was is really surprised that no one else had figured it out. <laughs> but um, yeah. It's panic stations, Gareth, for me and everyone, uh, as the freeway is a very dangerous place in LA, apparently. The freeway is terrifying in this movie. Yeah. It's like motorcyclists and huge trucks and stuff. Yeah. Uh, It's also beautiful syncing in that there's this awkward, well, this glitchy kind of pre-solo guitar. Yes. Or mid-solo guitar of Pink Floyd's Money. Yeah, playing And then once the solo kind of starts wailing away is when they're actually on the freeway and everything's terrifying. Yeah, it's a good match. I'm I'm very happy with that. And we, uh, thankfully, everyone survives uh, and we're still wailing away with Money solo. And um, yeah, Cher... uh, Murray is relieved and Dee's relieved and they have a like have a moment together and she's like man I want a boyfriend <laughs> yeah she actually realizes that she's like yeah I want I, this is what I want uh, but she it's possibly implied because she goes as her um, virginity went from technical to definitely gone mm. I realized I wanted a boyfriend as if she's just suddenly they started having sex in the car and she was just like in the back like oh god I want a boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's not the case they just yeah. had sex in the front of the car and she's just there, but maybe. maybe like when you hear it spoken, it doesn't sound as much like that's happening, but the subtitles made it seem like, yep, that's what's going on. She was probably implying that like, this was not the impassioned kiss of a virgin, maybe. Oh, uh, yeah. She's like, they've done this a many, many times, <laughs> like, I think is what she was saying in that moment. But yeah. anyway, uh, yeah she maintains she resolves to maintain her friendship with christian which i really enjoy uh so good for like a 90s movie hell yeah yeah really good he's like just her like confidant and shopping partner from now on i think that rules (laughs) but then he doesn't even like it's they don't even go full stereotype because then he still goes and like fights those guys in the very next scene to like okay so we see two guys dangling tie over a mall balcony yeah terrifyingly extremely sketchy yeah and then yeah christian runs up and goes and um stops them yeah like yeah giving another wrinkle to his character like so good another note to the on the run that's playing in his world yeah he's doing great yeah but I've, yeah. the stock on christian has only risen as this movie has progressed he Heck started yeah. off with like a really weird first impression but the more that i've learned about him the more i love him <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, but uh, because of this brush with death, uh, Ty becomes the center of attention at school and everywhere, and sort of usurps Cher as the most popular girl in school. Uh, to which Cher's very upset about this. She's like sort of created yeah. this monster that she can't stop. Um, as Ty takes more and more of her characteristics on for herself. And, um, yeah, this culminates also in, uh, oh, as part of this, uh, Ty's super rude to Travis as well. He comes over and she, like, calls him a burnout and sends him back over to that little hill that they all hang out and listen to on the run on, you know? Yeah, during, um, the line, Only Ordinary Men. Yeah. Oh, Travis is only an ordinary man. Shout outs to him. Um... But yeah, she, uh, this culminates in Shea taking her driving test, which of course goes terribly. Uh, she can't she can't focus on what she's doing at all, and also she can't drive. So <laughs> yeah. it's a bad combo. <laughs> I think it might be more the latter. Uh, but yeah. yeah, but either way, she completely fails, and the, the driving instructor is like so angry and like put out. It's just, he gives a really good performance, actually. I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's like absolute frustration trying to like explain in the way in a in a delicate way how badly she's just done (laughs) it's very good um so ty is at Cher's house when um she comes back as well and she wants to burn all of the stuff of elton's that she'd kept all this weird memorabilia like the towel he like dusted her off with and stuff like that um but ty also reveals that she's in love with Josh and um, she explains a lot of ways that she like really likes him Uh, and she uh, Cher isn't very happy about this and um, sort of says that they wouldn't be right together and she doesn't really know why she disapproves of this at this moment but she Mm. like yeah she uh, basically says that she doesn't think it's right and then Ty's like oh of course you'd say that because She's very nasty to her and calls her a virgin who can't drive. Yeah. Which... The iconic line of this movie. Yeah. Doesn't have a sink for it, sadly, but... Sadly oh, not. Brutal. Brutal stuff. Yeah. But yeah. She has, like, created a monster. She goes She goes around and says that she, this is where she says she's totally clueless again. Um, yeah. The famous version of it. Yeah. But, of course, uh, Ty explaining why she likes Josh only makes her realize that she is the one who likes him. Uh, Cher likes yeah. Him. Uh, and yeah, she has this realization, and the fountain behind her like lights up, which is very good. Good, se- loved that shot. Good set. This whole walk is so good. Like her yeah. voiceover, where she walks. She walks past like what it seems to be a witch's house. Yeah, at one this point. house is great. I want to know more about <laughs> it. Honestly, this house. It must be like a fam- oh. famous LA house or something because it's crazy. It's oh, like okay. mud clad or something. It's got really, yeah. really tall peaked roofs. I want to know about this house. I'm with Josh yeah. talking about the like insurance premiums, about the Boston's rider, <laughs> and about this house. That's that's yeah. me. Um, God damn. She also uses the term to explain um, Josh's music of complaint rock. Very strong. Which, oh my gosh. Accurate. Pink Floyd have never felt more on notice. Abs- <laughs> so true. Amazing. Oh. If we can somehow change the, the category of this podcast to that, I, I'd be down. <laughs> I'll try. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> uh, it'll probably wreak havoc on our analytics, but maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yes. 
we're hanging out and um Cher is being very awkward around Josh now they're just sort of hanging on the couch together and she doesn't know how to act now that she realizes yeah. this and she took so what does she do she talks to her dad I quite like this scene with her dad in fact most of the scenes with her dad I really enjoy um over brain damage and he helps her out like saying that whoever whoever doesn't like her is obviously an idiot yeah and um he's he's very sweet and he says that like she's the one that takes care of everyone in the house and like looks after everybody she's actually like more helpful than she knows which is very cool it's good dad yeah. advice really um very good dadding yeah and she says that she needs to take a complete soul makeover which is very good yeah and she complete soul makeover would be my next new age oh album. very good uh and yeah she decides that she wants to like actually help out more and more uh ways she's like realized that she does like helping people but wants to go even further from what she's done than just helping herself she wants to help other people for the sake of helping people and so she uh goes into mrs geist and helps out for the prismo beach disaster relief drive yeah which goes extremely well because she's still a very popular girl <laughs> uh gets a lot of help um Travis rocks up to the drive at the end of playthrough two, uh, saying he's on a 12 step program where he forgot the number of steps there are, yeah. which is great. Great stuff. Um, he donates his bongs to the drive <laughs> yeah. as well. He's, a joke I would not have understood at the time. Hell no, but it's watch. so good. Like, yeah. it's like, I hope someone else will get use out of them. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. And then, yeah, invites her to um, come down to see him skateboard. And like, yeah, in a in a great moment, Ty and Cher reunite at this at the skating uh, skate for skate park, you know, skate meet the skate meet. Uh, yeah, and they apologize to each other and say that they were both fools. This is over the heartbeats yeah. of the start of playthrough three, baby. And it's one of my favorite sinks I think we've ever dealt with. Mm. These little skater boys, they yeah. reach the top of their half pipe. Yeah, half pipe. Sorry, goodness me, I'm old. Um, then four of them go up, they all reach the same point of air and fall back down as physics works. Each of them reaches the top of their jump exactly in time with the heartbeat yes. starting the album. It's beautiful. Hell yeah. Yeah. Loving that. Zooming <sighs> up and down the half pipe. And then we've got, uh, Travis's performance at, as we're getting into, um, uh, speak to me at the start of the album. Yeah. And yeah, she's like, she is actually really impressed with his like prowess and dedication to skateboarding. <laughs> she like never even yeah. thought about that, which is cool. It shows that she's like, not only is she deciding to help people more, but she's uh, realized that she's been misjudging people as well. So it's good character yeah, development. There's so much more going on yeah. in people's lives. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Yes. Going into a Breathe, we've got... Um, Cher helping out with this murder trial thing again. Uh, she screws something up and the, like, one of the lawyer assistant guys chews her out and scares her and gets her to leave the room. Uh, basically is a dick about it. As yeah, Josh is making goo-goo eyes at her, basically. Uh, this guy sucks. What's his deal? Yeah. I think it's classic, like, toxic young lawyer yeah. world. He's, yeah, he's still thinking about himself and hasn't learned the same lesson that Cher has you know he's only thinking about his job and his life and nobody else around him you know 
There you yeah, go. Yeah, he's simplifying everyone else's worlds. Exactly. Anyway, uh, Josh and Cher hang out on this on the top of the steps. A very well framed shot. I like this a lot. Mm. And yeah, it, they confess to each other that they like each other, basically. Yeah. And they have a wee kiss. Yeah. No sync, but still lovely. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, yeah. And basically, we get into like the epilogue of the movie, which is like cut to the wedding, and she's like, as if I'm not marrying Josh right now. I'm 16, which is great. Yeah. Good switch up. It's Mr. Hall and Miss Geist wedding. They're getting, yeah. they're getting married, which I think is awesome. It's just great. I'm stoked for Wallace Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just love to see him happy. Yeah, um, he, he's, It's very Shrek that it ends in a... I mean, Shrek before Shrek, obviously. <laughs> that it ends in a wedding where every character in the film's invited. And yeah. they all get a little moment. Too true. It would have only been improved by like a performance by the Mighty Boss Tones at the end. Where <laughs> yes. every cast member is singing along. <laughs> <laughs> yes uh yeah damn it you've just like retroactively removed a star from this movie no, because no. If it, it needed to have that just the re- return of the boss tones oh yeah if only um anyway the girls have a wee chat about how their weddings are going to go i like that all the girls are sitting together and all the guys are sitting together in a sort of mirrored yeah. fashion that's quite funny um and yeah Cher catches the bouquet winning a bet for josh and then they have another little kiss and that's it we get some yeah. some fun credits, neon colours. Oh, these credits are so fun. The title, the end credits for the last, like, two movies yeah. we've covered have been bonkers. They've been awesome. It's good yeah. stuff. But, but yeah, what did you and think? And yeah, Mr. Shaw's Wedding even features on the run his, like, the song that plays when he's on camera. What, really? Yeah, so every time, like, both of his classes is played on the run. Mm. And then On the Run plays at his wedding. Man, On the Run is the is Wallace Shawn's theme in the movie. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> oh, man. They're coming in <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, that's that's good. That's good for the sync yeah. ratio. Uh, what did you think? How did it sync? Let's get into it. I think that that oh, boosts man. it some significantly. <laughs> yeah, I'd say... Uh, hmm. I feel like Cher herself was pushing away the syncs at first. Yes. But she... As she learned to accept that the world couldn't be under her control, she allowed more syncs to happen in the movie. Mm. And we, yeah, we got this amazing um, Wallace Shawn thing. We got these bouncing boys to the heartbeats. <laughs> the bouncing boys. Yes. The bouncing boys. And the realization that on the run may be brain chemicals. So yeah, I think in terms of quality of syncs, we've got very high. Quantity is a little low. But yes. How do we feel? Are we willing to forgive that? Yeah, I'm willing to forgive that. I'm in a Ooh. I'm in a joyous mood, Gareth. I'm I'm Aww. generous. I might like I've had a lovely cup of coffee, and I'm just to feel like I'm with this, have fun. I'm just written on the board, you know. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I'm feeling very generous. Uh, how are you feeling? What do you want to do here? Like a well, seven? I guess yeah. These sinks could have been a C minus, but I reckon we give them an. A C plus, but we give them an A minus. I a reckon minus. a seven and a half. A minus, I believe, is eighty percent. So that's eight out of ten. Sweet, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Eight, out of t- eight out of ten. A generous, generous grade from the pod. Yeah. And you, if you want to, on your graph, you can write it argued for an A minus. There you so go. It convinced us. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, that was good clueless. On what a good movie. That was clueless. A sweaty existential episode. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike every other episode. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> oh man stand by it this is the lava lamp of podcasts yeah to that yeah new description um yeah all that's left to do gareth is reveal to you my reveal to you of the next episode of oh yes the show what we're doing we have uh we've been we did clueless you know it was a romp yeah it was a great time i want to see though if we can do the flip i want to see what would happen if we could do if we could do sort of the reverse of this movie, we've been clueless. But what about Clue from 1985, Gareth? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. The podcast gets that a clue. so good. Yeah. Seeing those next to each other on the iTunes listing is going to make me so happy. Exactly, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Until then. All right. Oh man, um, until then, I've been Gareth Blackler. I've been and remain James Barron. Aw, follow Sink Floyd Pod on all your favourite things. Yeah. And we'll see you on the dark side of the moon. On the dark side of the moon, what a Sean. <laughs> I thought I said what was Sean then, but I, I only committed halfway through. Do you want to do it again? No. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>